If you're interested in partnering with Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories or wanting to know more about sponsorship opportunities, then visit our website www.magical-storybook.com. You can also download free read-along books to accompany our fairy tales. Our Magical Storybook podcast, Mere and the Curse of Camelot, is now an exciting new novel, available to download on Amazon or buy as a printed book. Follow the link in the podcast details. Welcome to Magical Storybook, a collection of children's stories from around the world. Mia and the Curse of Camelot, Chapter 14, Dragons and Curses A dragon sword chooses the one with the power to bring in the light during the darkest hour. Mia turned round and there in front of her stood Merlin, his robes which before were stony grey and still now blew freely in the wind, their golden thread casting a warm light around him. I'm sorry, she said, realising that she'd been standing there with her mouth wide open for quite some time. She pointed at the rocks lying on the ground. I, I, how did you get out? Merlin was about to answer when the dream fairy appeared. Ah, Alina, he said, smiling at his old friend. I must thank you. It seems that one of your musical spells was responsible for freeing me. Mia felt a little embarrassed that she had not asked the fairy whether she had a name. She just presumed that she was called Dream Fairy. Then he said to Mia, Once I was awake, it was not much effort to conjure magic enough to move the rocks that buried me. When I saw you entering the tiled hall, I felt that you were sent here to free us from Morgana's curse. I was right. I thank you too. He then bowed towards her. Mia blushed as she bowed back, not knowing whether this was the right response. I think that it was more luck than anything, but you have no idea how pleased I am to see you, she replied. She spoke quickly and explained everything that had happened. The other statues are still under Morgana's spell. She's brought them to life and Samorian is fighting them and Morgana is up there fighting with the dragons and Camelot is still cursed and... and it's all a mess. I don't know what to do. Please help. Merlin used his staff to steady himself. I feel quite weak, he said so my magic may not be enough to fight her alone. He noticed Mia's dragon armour, but combined, we stand a chance. He looked up at the sky. The wind was getting stronger, and it brought with it a loud snapping noise, like the sound of wings beating. It got louder and louder, and everyone in the castle stopped talking and listened. They rushed outside and looked towards the moon as a ridged battle dragon, twice the size of Tarask, flew across it. It turned and headed towards them. They ran back through the castle, intending to escape through the forest, 
but when they ran across the drawbridge, they saw its silhouette circling above them. A black choking cloud of smoke gushed from its mouth and filled the air so that no one could see or breathe for a minute. When it cleared, Mia saw that Morgana was sitting on its back, steering it with short, cruel jerks on the reins. She let go with one hand, and with a swipe of her wand, a second dragon appeared in the air. To begin with, it moved with the same slow, twisting motion as the smoke, and then long, thin, flowing rivers of boiling lava appeared all around its body, leaving islands of ash-like scales separating them. The lava dragon soared upwards, dripping burning red magma from its feet and wings. It looked like a flying, erupting volcano. Run! shouted Merlin as the dragon turned and faced them. Everyone ran towards the trees. We have to warn Morian, cried Mia. But a moment later, she was pulled up onto his horse as he raced past. Still having fun? Morian said with a panicked laugh. They had barely made it to the forest when Morgana raised her wand for a second time and a bolt of lightning crashed down from the sky. It hit the trees and a cluster of them burst into flames. One of them was Stickney Piggott. Stickney! Mia shouted, running over to him and trying to smother the flames with her cloak. Mia was devastated, not only for Stickney and the other oaks, but because of the realisation that her only way home was being destroyed. Morgana's voice appeared in the air. You ripped through my magic, so now I will shatter yours. A chill ran down Mia's spine, but she tried to ignore it as the others joined her to help put out the fire. Merlin raised his staff above his head and chanted a spell. And to Mia's surprise, in flew the gloomy cloud, followed by a further ten identical clouds. She was overjoyed to see it again. When they saw the burning trees, the clouds instantly became grey and dark. Each chose a tree and hovered above it, raining so hard that the fires were soon put out. This magic sapped most of Merlin's energy and he had to sit down to rest. She was just about to check on Stickney, who she hoped was just sleeping when she was disturbed by the clank, clank of the statues approaching. Morian went to drive them back and was once more thrust into battle. The freed people looked at their weapons. They were old and decaying and no use to anyone. Suddenly, there was a loud clang and Mia saw that gnomes were appearing one by one out of the ground led by Gobar. They were using one of Molly Mel's portals and had come armed with weapons and armour. Hello, shouted Mia. Over here. Gobar and his soldiers were carrying the highest quality shields and swords. I hope we haven't missed anything, he said. It's been years since we had a good fight. The gnome soldiers began handing out newly forged weapons. Soon, 
everyone was heading out to join Morian on the battlefield. Merlin, starting to feel more like himself, warned them not to damage any of the statue prisoners in case their injuries might stay with them afterwards. When they were lined up, Morgana and the battle dragon hovered above the warriors as she appointed herself referee. She shouted a command and the lava dragon joined the statues. There were gasps of horror from the other side when it landed and they were forced to shield their eyes from the roasting heat that was coming from it. Morgana declared the start of the battle and the cursed statues charged forward. Luckily for Mir and Morian's army, the statues were too heavy to move swiftly and so they were able to outride and outrun their strikes. Morgana commanded the stone dragons to take to the air, but they were too heavy to fly and she wailed with frustration as they hopped along the ground. Another order was given and the lava dragon began to spray flames from its mouth, sending everyone running to safety. Only Merlin stayed where he was. He began to chant. As the wizard repeated these words, the oozing rivers of lava on the dragon's body began to slow down, causing it to weaken. And then they began to freeze, and eventually the creature turned to ice, frozen to the spot. Morgana screamed in anger as with one last set of words from Merlin, the ice dragon shattered into pieces. Merlin then stared at Morgana and raised his staff, but she did not stick around long enough to see what he was planning. She took to the skies, landing on top of the castle. Mia ran towards Morian and shouted, Pass me the dragon sword, I'm going up to the roof. He looked at her curiously until she continued. I'm no match for an army of knights, but I can cause damage to Morgana's spells. I shall fight her up there. Morian grinned and handed her the dragon sword. As soon as she held it, it began to glow. And then a great rush of energy filled her body and she suddenly felt invincible. What just happened? She asked. I knew that you had great power here. The dragon sword has felt it too. The fate of Camelot rests in your hands now, he smiled encouragingly. Mia nodded and then ran towards the castle. <laughs>